Bill, good morning. Hey, good morning, Greg. Not the outcome that you were looking for yesterday? Nope. Sure wasn't. No. Just couldn't make enough plays in critical situations. And Miami did, and that's obviously the difference. Um, when it comes to uh, an opportunity to uh, get a turnover, and uh, you talk all the time about uh, not turning the ball over and, and job security and stuff, you end up uh, – how, how big of a – uh, kind of a, a frustration is that for you when this offense turns the ball over? Yeah, that's what we don't want to do. Yeah. First things first, take care of the ball. And, and, um, you know, we just need to do a better job of a lot of things, but ball security is certainly one of them. Bill, when you look at the uh, plays that you've given up to touchdowns, a couple of them, they look like there was a, a breakdown defensively on the Jalen Waddle touchdown, and then the Tyree Kill touchdown. It seemed—I don't know if it was a breakdown, but it almost seemed like he. It looked like it was a double coverage that he split. Was that something that were more about execution breakdowns on the Tyree Kill one? Um, I feel like definitely they got a little bit confused on the Waddle. What happened defensively on both of those, which were key touchdowns that your defense gave up? Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, obviously we. You know, blew the coverage on Waddle. That was a terrible mistake, and and uh, yeah, Hill ran by us. Bill, when it comes to Mac uh, turning the ball over that pick, uh, how difficult is it for a quarterback in that mental battle throughout a game? And and how do you think Mac handles that uh, to continue playing for the rest of the time at his best ability? Yeah, well, I mean, look, everybody makes mistakes during the game. Everybody, you know, nobody plays a perfect game, so that's just part of football. You know? Learn from it, battle back, and you know, go back out the next time. It's, we all, that happens to all of us. Now, I know you're frustrated, obviously, because of the defense and, you know, the outcome. But I felt like watching that game, you guys did a good job. You only gave up 17 points in the first half to an offense that's very explosive. You won the turnover battle. There were other opportunities that you had where you got your hands on some footballs. Um, overall, defensively, what do you think maybe was the kind of the biggest – uh, uh, situation that obviously led to you, you know, having some of those struggles kind of rear their ugly head at the end of the game. Yeah, third and long. Yeah, we got them in third and long, and we, you know, weren't able to convert all, all of them. We should be able to convert them, and we didn't. Bill, is there any part of watching those guys split your defense like Tyreek Hill did and wanting and desiring to get that kind of a speed weapon for your offense that do you look and see what they have for two and maybe juxtapose that to the, the weaponry you have currently on offense. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, everybody wants fast players. We have fast players. I mean, I don't know if anybody's as fast as Tyreek Hill, but <laughs> we have some fast players. Did you have any interest when he was, before he was traded to the Dolphins, was that ever a, a conversation with Andy Reid? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into anything. That, that was all a long time ago. That juju hit on Jones, uh, what did you see during that, and how do you as a head coach de-escalate your players when, when things get heated, like we saw yesterday? So, um, I'm not following you. The the hit that juju had on, on Jones that then turned into that scuffle. I saw you out there trying to pull players. How do you de-escalate? Yeah, we don't, yeah, don't want to. Yeah, that's the official's job to officiate the game getting in a fight that doesn't do any good doesn't help anybody that's not what we're there for look like you and david long jr had some words 
No. I was getting upset. I was like, that's my guy, Belichick. I hope uh, if I need, if you need to call me in and something like that, I'm here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, good. No. <laughs> Bill, when, when you start to look at, and I know you don't really want to criticize the officiating, but from where I sit watching the game, the hit on, uh, I believe it was Devontae Parker, the inconsistency of what helmet to helmet, what's low, what's high, What's that like for you who have been in football for a long time and you've kind of seen how the game has evolved, especially the physicality of the game, to really be able to, A, coach your defensive players on how to hit properly or just some of the inconsistencies on what is a defensive player or what, uh, you know, because it looked like it should have been a helmet-to-helmet hit, but they didn't throw the flag. I mean, what's your whole mindset on everything now when it comes to that? Yeah, well, we coach it the way we've always coached it, which is you know the safe way to play, leading with the shoulder. No, don't we don't ever want to hit in the head. Um, and those are defenseless players and all that. Um, you know, I just I don't know. I like to feel like our players are getting protected like everybody else's. Um, the tripping on Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, that's another dangerous play. I mean, you know, stuff like that. That's really there shouldn't be any place for that in football. Bill, you've been doing this for so long with so much success. How do you deal with the frustration of being two and six to start the season? Yeah, well, we're just looking ahead to Washington right now. So we can't do anything about the games that have been played and can't do anything about the ones that are coming up other than the Washington game. So we'll focus on Washington. Before Washington, you do have to deal with the trade deadline. Uh, for you and the injuries that have started mounting on this team, does that change the way that you approach the trade deadline at all? Yeah, I don't know. We just you know, got back from the game last night and regroup here today and see where things are at. I don't know. What are the, from your perspective, what are the factors that go into um, those trade deadline decisions being buyers, being sellers? Yeah, every situation's different. I mean, it takes two people to make a trade, so it would have to work out for both teams, whichever teams those are. Yeah, I guess I'm asking, are there factors when it comes to the franchise that affect the way you make that decision? So when you uh, when you look at where this team is right now and then you look at, you know, Wiggy, Wiggy talks all the time. He's like, you know, essentially Wiggy advocates for tanking and, go, you know, going out and getting a, a, a great draft pick next season. What are the factors that go into that for you here making those decisions? Yeah, well, again, at this time of year, it's, it's a lot different situation than it is in any other time of year. So, you know, talk to our guys in the personnel department, see what's, you know, if there's anything to talk about. I don't know if there is or isn't. So we'll see how it goes. Time for the Coach's Verdict, which is presented every week by Catches Law Group, New England's injury pros at CatchesLaw.com. Catches is proud to be the official law firm of the New England Patriots. Uh, Bill, after the game and after every loss, you say you have to coach better. I'm just curious if there's anything specifically you can point to that you need to do differently in the second half of the season uh, that's more than just the generic coach better. Is there anything specifically you can point to that you need to improve upon? Yeah, it's trying to do a better job than what I've done. Bill, when you look at, you know, I think everybody's always wanting to kind of know about this question. When you look at 
the guys that you have in the personnel uh, office and yourself included, how much of that is like a collective effort on like, all right, what players we're potentially scouting, who we looking for? Is this so, the, do guys bring you a lot of guys that you look at and you go, okay, it's that's a great decision that maybe a kid like Matt Groh might, might make, or is this something that you have the finger on the pulse of every single guy that they bring to you? Oh, yeah, there's no way I could possibly do that. I mean, coaching is a full-time job. Personnel is a full-time job. Um, you know, at some point they have to merge together and, you know, be on the same page and, you know, figure out what's best for the team. But yeah, you can't you can't be a full-time personnel person and be a full-time coach. It's impossible. So how do you how do you do that? Well, I mean, I'm fortunate. I've had great people, you know, in the personnel department here since I've been here. Scott, Nick. Um, Matt Grow, like those guys do a great job, you know, sorting through like lots and lots of names, lots and lots of people. College pro, fifteen hundred guys in the NFL, whatever it is, fourteen hundred, however many it is. Um, you know, well, that's how many get released. Sorry, there's way more than that, but that's how many got released at the final cut. It's like whatever, fourteen hundred guys, fourteen hundred names, and then you got all the guys that are in the league and got all the college guys I mean the volume on that is it's a lot the diesel direct player of the game is Kyle Duggar uh, a little bit about what you saw from him yesterday yeah you know uh, Kyle you know had some explosive plays in the game you know, tackles for loss uh, interception good run after the interception you know played well in the kicking game so it was solid effort see a guy I'd like to see around here for a long time yeah forward. of course sure Absolutely. Any discussions with him on ongoing? No, I'm not going to get in any contract conversations. Well, when you look at a guy like Kyle Duggar, I, I mean, there's so many things that the kid does well. And he had the, the goal line tackle uh, and the game yesterday, which I thought was spectacular, keeping, I believe it was the tight end out of the end zone. Um, he's a perfect guy. Like, here's somebody that personnel department, Division two player. Who, who was the – person that really found the eyes and looked at him and said hey this kid we really might need to take a, a real deep look at him um because of his talent like was that some did somebody bring that to your attention or was this something that you saw i know you talk about the relationship that you have with the rest of the personnel department but where did who was the one that said you need to take a look at this kid well i don't, I don't think kyle was a, a secret mm-hmm. um but kyle was in the senior bowl okay so when the players in the senior bowl, that's I mean everybody sees them. I mean, mm-hmm. Every team's in the senior bowl, and they got you know most of their personnel staff at that game. So that was really the big evaluation for Kyle. Was he dominated at his level? But when you watch him against other senior bowl players, that's where you kind of saw that he was you know, capable of competing at a much higher level. And he would have been a big recruit. And you know there were circumstances around his. You know, going to division school, two mm-hmm. school. It wasn't that he wasn't a good player. It was mm-hmm. there was other things that are involved. But he's, um, I think, the senior bowl really is what you know highlighted you know his his skills at that point to say like, yeah, this guy can can play with you know players at this level. The fact that he was division two was circumstantial, not talent related. Bill, I spend a lot of time on the show defending Mac Jones. I'm wondering if, when you look at a young quarterback, uh, and I know you're a you're a no excuses guy, but how difficult is it for a young quarterback to have gone through 
essentially three different offensive coordinators at the start of his career? Um, yeah, well, I mean, look, every year is its own year. And, you know, you start all over again every year, no matter whether you're have a new coach or not a new coach. A lot of our stuff is the same terminology, but there have been changes, uh, you know, but there are always changes. So I don't know. Can't put a percentage on it or whatever. Bill, uh, how do you, you know, make sure, you know, being in the locker room as a former player, I know being in a, in a specific position record-wise, if your team's not doing good, it's about the head coach still getting guys to buy in and believe. How do you make sure that you obviously do that as a coach where you still have guys buying in and believing that, you know, the season is far from over regardless of our record? Yeah, well, again, look, you've been in that locker room, and, I mean, you know, it's it's not really – from week to week, it's just about the week that you have in front of you. And that's that's really what it is. You can't do anything about the weeks that have passed, and the weeks ahead will you'll get to them when you get to them. So you focus on the the team that you play, um, the next opponent, what you can you know getting ready for that game. And you take it one game at a time, and one day at a time for each game. All right. Well, we'll let you get back to work. Thanks for stopping by this morning. We appreciate right. it as Sounds always. Good. All, All right. right. Thanks. Okay. That's Bill Belichick. Yeah.